This is Cody Smith, and you're listening to the Virtuous Coach Podcast. Although you did post something on Facebook one time where it was like, um, it was like shots of you Over as you were kind of like up and coming. It's like your hair was a lot shorter, you know, things look, looked a little bit different. But I also didn't know that the girls that are at the gym with you now were like also with you in the beginning then as, that, as well. Well, yeah. most of them. Some of them, like yeah. Lindsay, yeah. is here. Put the, I mean, put the mic a little closer to your mouth. Right here. I usually try to point it like right at my lips. Yeah. There right there. Yeah. That so that sounded better. a little bit different when you brought it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like Lindsay, uh, Heather was there too, right? No, Heather wasn't there from the beginning. Okay. Maybe it was like one of the later videos I saw her pop in, but she yeah. looked a lot different, obviously. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Lindsay was there from within the first two months. So Lindsay's going on 10 years. Where, did you guys meet through like the church and stuff like that? We met at church. Well, we met through the church, but we actually met at purpose. And she had just moved here. Travis had taken the job as the worship pastor. Yeah. And she had come from Nordstrom and was new to the area. Sure. And I had just opened purpose. And so someone connected us. And she walked into my tiny little 700 square foot store with literally clothes in the back just thrown everywhere. No organization. I mean, I didn't know what I was doing then. Sure. I mean, I still don't probably know what I'm doing. <laughs> I, don't know that, I don't know that any of us really have. <laughs> we don't it all really know out. what we're doing. Um, but she, it was just kind of this instant connection, and I interviewed her, and it just felt like such a good connection between the two of us. And I was like, "Hey, would you like to start um, right now?" So she started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, she walked sure. in. Yeah. She, I, I kind of did an interview. I don't even think I knew how to do an interview, and I was like. Hey, I've got boxes of shoes. Do you want to help me organize these? And I mean, she immediately started working. Yeah. The second she walked in the store, and then that was almost ten years ago. So she was like one of your first few employees as well. Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's intro this thing. <clears throat> Sometimes I do like a rolling start with like the face-to-face guests. Okay. Um, all right, you guys. So welcome to the Virtuous Coach Podcast. Um, I, I'm very excited about this interview in particular, just because. Um, Christy, whether she knows it or not, who is my guest today, um, Christy Johnson, she is the founder, owner, operator. I don't know. Sometimes I'm like weird. I'm like, how do you present the title for the person and like your business and stuff like that? I usually call myself like a founder. Yeah. 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 Whatever it may be. You could be founder, CEO, owner. I guess that's it. I mean, you do everything. You just, you started it. Admin. Yeah. Yeah. Like all the things. Um, so she, she runs a business called Purpose Boutique, but more importantly, she's a client at the gym. She came in years ago. Do you remember when you came in years ago and you walked over to the desk and there was a gym that was closing locally and you told me that I needed to come get you guys. Yeah. And at the time I had no idea who you were and you walked out and one of my ladies comes up to me and she's like, Oh my gosh, did you know who that is? That's Christy Purpose. And I was like, I don't know who that is. She was like, she runs the boutique up the street. And I was like, still nothing. Like, I'm so oblivious. <laughs> right. But I was also, like, newer to the area, too. Um, but, yeah, you guys, she is on the show today. I'm very excited. I personally have never heard her story. Um, but I believe she can present a perspective to, you know, those of you who listen to this, especially if you are a, a busy person. I know there's a lot of coaches and a lot of business owners that listen to this podcast. And I think she can offer a great perspective as how she, you know, does the fitness thing, runs her business, leads her team still mom, still wife, still practices her faith, like all these things. Um, so I asked her to come on the show and uh, here we are. So Christy, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm really excited. I'm really excited about this conversation. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. So tell us who you are in a nutshell, your story. Again, this is something I've never heard before. So I'd love to know like, um, you know, how you got to where you are now. 
Okay, well, I'll keep it brief. Well, born up, <clears throat> born and raised on the East Coast. Okay. School out there. Met my husband out there. He went to the Naval Academy. Got married right out of college. Worked in, have a marketing degree. So I worked for like a corporate company for five years. And then we, in that time we lived, we moved out to the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. Um, we had two kids. So I had a three-year-old and a one-year-old when I got this crazy idea for what today is purpose. Mm. And so I just loved people. I loved fashion, which seemed kind of vain Mm -hmm. because I also love Jesus. And I was like, I want my life to have meaning. I want it to have purpose. I also really wanted it to kind of break the mold. Like I really wasn't somebody that just wanted to be a military spouse and raise my kids Mm -hmm. and be a homemaker. I just had this crazy desire to like do something different. So the idea of just taking all of my passions and putting them together was really what purpose was, but mm-hmm. I had no idea where to start because I had no retail experience. I knew I wanted to do something with fashion and I knew I wanted to give back. So over time, just kind of thinking about it, praying about it, the idea of um, starting a little boutique in my living room where I just gave like the proceeds to charity is kind of where that dream kind of landed sure. in the beginning. And so I opened a little boutique in my living room and just started inviting friends over and they would shop in my living room and I would say, great, now I can just give this money to a charity. And it was really cool. Well, then people started coming and calling me to come to my house. And then I realized, well, I learned that it's illegal Mm. to have a boutique in your living room. So you're riding dirty at the time. <laughs> always. I always do things. I, I Most of the time, I like to learn the hard way. So I like to just do things and then find out, you know, that it was wrong <laughs> That's later. That's upon a little bit. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it works if you want to get things done sometimes. Anyway, so that led me to, okay, well, if I really want to take this somewhere, I have to open a storefront. Mm-hmm. So I found a little 700-square-foot space in downtown Bremerton. It was actually... Um, Amy Burnett, she's a local artist, okay. and she owns this building. And I saw that she had a little for rent sign, and I just walked in, and I said, I'm looking for a space. And, I mean, it was – this would never happen today because there's – a lease is, like, a 1,000 pages. You know, now my stores are – the leases are crazy. But she goes, oh, this sounds awesome, and handed me, like, a one-page lease and was like, if you want it, you can mm-hmm. have it. <clears throat> Price was crazy good. I mean, it just, it was amazing. And so I took a leap of faith and opened a little storefront on, um, in Bremerton on 4th Street. And it, it exceeded my expectations. So like my first month, um, I, it did more than, I mean, I had anticipated it doing. Mm. And so I was like, well, maybe there's really something to this. And so then, um, Amy Burnett was ready to step back and she goes, Hey, why don't you take over my big space? And I'm going to, I want to move into the little one. So then we switched. Mm -hmm. I opened a bigger storefront and then that led to another storefront. (laughs) And then now we have five stores all over the Seattle area and we're able to donate. um, Now my, the money that we give now it's to Atlas Free, which is, um, it's an organization that fights human trafficking. We're in the hundreds of thousands of money that we've been able to donate, which is immeasurably more than anything I could imagine. Sure. So, is that kind of where the names derive from? Like, you know, having a purpose. Is that kind of where it came from? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so it was. It was. I have to share my faith to share my story mm-hmm. because, um, really, the vision of purpose 
came from God. I mean, it came from a lot of prayer. It came from a lot of also learning. Like my first book was Retail for Dummies. <laughs> like I knew <laughs> nothing about retail. I listened to every podcast, read every book, um, leadership, employees. I mean, everything that it is today, I have learned from hands-on experience mm-hmm. and just reading and soaking up information and then implementing it. So I credit it all to God. It was his vision given to me. And then I think he's just sustained it and grown it. And I'm just so humbled by it. Yeah. I, lo- I love that because you're, I, I don't know how much you know about like our official story of this gym, but very similar in that, like, you know, we were open in Virginia, we moved cross country and, you know, I got a gig coaching at a local gym here where you used to go Yeah, and coached there for a number of months. And then kind of found myself in a conversation with some gymnastics coaches later on, put a space in, then we just kept kind of growing and growing and growing. Moving into this facility, very similar. I was getting t-shirts made at the the shop literally across the street from here. So we, we are in kind of like a business park with uh, another company called Northridge 4x4. And one of their, I guess one of their offices, one of their offices had, um, used to be a company called Identity Gear and they like did all of our apparel and stuff like that. So it was uh, one of our clients, Jamie Yor, it was his wife. So walked in and I was like, hey, who owns that space over there? And I point to this building and she goes, oh, that's my, that's my brother's space. And I was like, no way, do you think he would rent it? She was like, I don't know, go talk to him. And then I, she took me to his office, kind of the same thing. And then, you know, here we are, fast forward a few years. Literally before, if we kind of rewind that story a little bit and we, we talk specifically about when I was coaching at Silverdale CrossFit, or I guess it doesn't matter now, but put the name <laughs> out. But uh, when I was coaching there, I was kind of like, I guess a little bit of an identity crisis in that like I also was a military spouse. I was cross country. I had this little gym growing in Virginia before we had moved cross country. And I'm like in my garage, couldn't really find my way. We're broke. You know, I'm like going to, to the, um, uh, the, it used to be like a food line before it was Safeway. I don't know, whatever grocery store is out in Port Orchard, I'm going there and I'm getting groceries and I'm like using a credit card because I don't want my wife to know that I'm like having to spend money again because we just didn't have anything, right? It's just her working by ourselves. We got a rent that we can't afford, like just all the things. And um, I, I was coaching at the gym here and wasn't making anything. I was just doing it just to keep my skills going and had a couple clients in the garage. And I remember one night, you know, my, Megan basically said like, hey, like you've got to figure something out. You, you need to like go get a job. Like your wife telling you get a job is like, (laughs) your stuff's cooking, you better do something. So she was like, hey, you need to go get a job. So I'm on USA Jobs the whole next day and just feeling miserable. Like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine. I'm filling out applications to UPS, the whole thing. And then, um, so I'm filling all these applications and I remember that night she was in bed. I'm just kind of laying there. I'm stressed out, can't sleep. And what do you do when times are bad? You pray. I was not a religious person then. I was not a man of faith. And I said, God, if this is, if running the gym, if being a coach, is this, if this is the path that I'm supposed to be on, like, please show me something. You know, I'm thinking this, I'm praying to this, as, as most people do when things are bad. And th- no kidding, within a couple of days, I was able to create a relationship with those gymnastics coaches, and then the gym was able to get going. So, and it was like that. And that's a story, actually, I told at my baptism about, like, how I knew that I would eventually find myself to faith. So I think my story intertwined is kind of very similar to yours. It's like yeah. my story is very much with faith as well. And, and in the past, I'd be a little scared to share that. But nowadays, I'm like, I don't care. Life's too short. You know, oh, for faith sure. Is a, our name kind of runs parallel with faith a little bit, whether people believe it or not, like virtuous. Come yeah. On, it's right there. Well, I have found, too, it's like running a business. If you're a person of faith and you're running a business, I mean, my core values and everything we do 
of the way that the culture is built at my company Mm -hmm. is through the lens of my faith. Mm -hmm. But people can join that if they like those core values and they don't have to share my faith. It's like, but, but they, they know that they come from my faith. And so, and that's, I think it's, Andy Stanley says this, he's like, even if you're, even if you're not a Christian, it's like the, the ways of, the ways of Christianity mm. lead to a good life. I mean, it's just morality, right? In, in most cases, right? Yeah. 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 Like, it, I mean, it leads to, yeah, it, it can be a great life. So anyway, I don't know if that's controversial to say, but anyway, that that is how Purpose was founded. So it's a mm. part of the story. Um, but you do not have to be a Christian to work at Purpose, and you don't ha- certainly don't have to be a Christian to shop at Purpose. Like, yeah. it's a very... Um, all welcoming, very inclusive environment, which I love. And the most important part of what we do, actually, I found through running and living out this business every day is it's not in just the money that we give back. It's in the way that we treat people Mm -hmm. and the way that we style them and make them feel and just take care of them. Realize business done well is just through, it's all through relationships. (laughs) One of my early mentors, he told me, he said, uh, first rule of business, don't be a dick, basically. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Because, I mean, I, I've experienced this a number of times over the years. And as we get, you know, people that come from different places or, like, when I coach people online and they, they're like, man, like, you you come at me through a different lens that I'm not used to. We think about this all the time as, like, ultimately the, the, the riches, if you will, are in these places where you're willing to create an experience or an environment that, like, people can't get elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And we, we think about it, we obsess about it. I, I lose sleep over it. I'm sure the same way you do. You're like, mm-hmm. well, okay, what can I do different? How can I, you know, move to the next thing? How can I be more successful? How can I treat people better? And you just kind of rack your brain about these things all the time. It, like, drives me nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Let's talk a little bit about some challenges that you experienced along the way. I'm sure this wasn't all sunshine oh, and rainbows as you go. Like, um, what would you say would be some, you know, your number one and two, like, challenges that you kind of ran into through growing your business? Cody, that, I mean, are, <laughs> you mean today or? Just in general. Like, <laughs> like I, every day? Yeah, yeah. I have, I, I don't even know if I can get into all the stories. I mean, I've had buying mistakes. I've had hiring mistakes. I've had, um... COVID, like (laughs) we've had Mm. so many things that have like set us back. I am a very optimistic person by nature and I'm a big problem solver. So I have never struggled with failure. Mm -hmm. I, I know that problems are going to be around every corner and I, I get excited because that means I get to create a solution. I think that's essential for a business owner because you're going to run into a thousand problems. I mean, literally right now I have probably a list of 20 problems that mm-hmm. need to be solved. Um, and so, yeah, I don't, I even to think of like specific stories, I wish I had a better. Yeah, you're fine. Well, I can story. just think of like, I, I love what you said about that too, just because like when I, th- there was like years in the past where like every failure, I would like wear it, you know, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I missed that. And then I thought it was like, as like a leader and a business owner that I'm supposed to have all of the answers, even as a coach, like I'm supposed to have all the answers. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, is like each time, now I've adopted the thought of like, well, every time I'm in a hard time or every time I'm, I'm meeting some resistance or there, there are failures, quote unquote, it's like, it's just this opportunity for me to grow the same way a, a muscle grows. Like it has to meet resistance. It has to be broken yeah. up. It has to be damaged. And I can think, I think COVID for us was probably so many lessons during that. But, um, there was one particular thing that happened during COVID where I was like moping around, I was feeling, I was all in my feelings about things. I mean, running a gym 
in a global pandemic is the worst possible thing ever. Probably not. Probably pretty close to being up there with like a retail store, th- right? Yeah, we were well, we were suffering at that same Ugh, time. The worst, the worst. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> lots of rants going on during that time. However, I, so I was in the, just this like weird mind space. I don't know if you remember her, but uh, our yoga coach used to be here for a long time, Terrace. Oh, yes, Terrace. Yeah, yeah. She, you know, I'm over by the water fountain one day and I'm just, you know, all my feelings, I'm moping around the gym and she stops, in, I mean, she's little, you know, but yeah. she stops in front of me, yeah. puts her finger in my chest and she yeah. says, you need to stop being a effing P word. Yeah. We need you to lead us. And then she just walks away and goes into the bathroom. And I literally yeah. stood there and I was just like, okay. But it was like this smack in the face of where like, even though things, this was like an opportunity for me to move from like, you never heard the conversation about like a peacetime general versus like a wartime general. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Peacetime, it's easy to run a business. Right. Selling things, slinging memberships, life's good. But then like, you know, things got hard. I had to learn how to like fight wars and battles and like all the daily things. And now it's just like, we make a mistake here. I'm like, okay, well, how are we going to fix it? How are we going to move into the next thing? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Well, that's a, Terish is actually, um probably one of the most positive people I've met. So I really love that she um, said that to you. Yeah, yeah. Because that was going to, re- that was going to produce a positive result out of you. Yeah. So, uh, so when you, when you started running businesses and stuff like that, you mentioned a little bit about like moving into leadership and stuff like that. Um, what would you consider as like a leader, like are some very important qualities to have to like lead teams and other people and to motivate them and stuff? Um, the number one leadership quality, and this is actually proven in, um, leadership studies is humility. Mm. Number one like is humility. <clears throat> and so when you said, when you talked about making mistakes, mm-hmm. wearing them, or like you need to step up and solve problems. Um, I am the most effective when I show up to my team and I say, Hey guys, I am so sorry. I made the wrong call here. Now we're going to redirect. If I can own my mistakes, um, it gives everyone else permission to own theirs. And so they don't feel failure. Like it, because I go, we, there's no failure. Are we going to make mistakes? Yeah, we're going to make a thousand mistakes. Um, those are, they're fail fasts. Have I was literally that? thinking fail faster. Yeah. So we, somebody <laughs> fail, fail as fast as you can. I'm exactly. like, what do you mean? Like, I want to fail. I'm like, no, but you want to, you want to run as fast as you can towards all the mistakes because in there, there's like the right direction. Yeah. yeah, we yeah. used to have in our team meetings, we would say, okay, you have to share a fail fast from this past week. Mm. And some people, that was like so scary for them. Oh, and then some people, it was really funny because then they would just they would just share the failure because mm. they didn't understand. And then we would be like, um, but wait, what did you learn? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we would mm. have funny moments like that. But um, I, yeah, I come to my team and I, I can, I even feel really comfortable saying, you know what, with this problem in front of us right now, I don't know what to do so um let's talk about it mm-hmm. like I don't know what to do I'm gonna know we're gonna figure it out I don't know right now um that actually brings them a lot of comfort too believe it or not um I don't know if it's different for men than it is for women to to like um to not know the answer to not know the answer yeah uh, I think for me like I often don't know the answer and I think that's okay and I mentioned in the past like I would obsess about like oh gosh I can't believe like, how did I not see this? Now I'm just like, I don't know. And I've been very fortunate to where, like, God has put people in my life in the right times. Like, like when I needed a Tanya, when I needed a Jason, when I needed, like, everybody has served a purpose at a certain stage in my life. And I think now I'm in a place to where there are many ways that I lack. I lack in process. I, I struggle as a business owner between friend and business owner because, like, 
I, I literally did this for free for a year and a half. You know what I mean? So it was like it, it, the, the, the money thing, the, the, the money came through just like doing the thing that I loved. And I think for, for, for me, like now I've got these things where I'm so lacking in a lot of departments where I'm really good at, I try to stay there. So I'm really good at, at having conversations, talking. I got the gift of gab. I am incredible with like having vision of where we need to go but I'm often not sure how to make that vision happen. And that's where the people mm -hmm. in the gym kind of put those, mm -hmm. like put those pieces into place for me. Yeah. yeah. That's, um, I always say like the fact that Lindsay was with me from the beginning, like Lindsay's skill sets are essential to the success of purpose. Mm -hmm. Mandy, Marissa, like the girls you see here at they're the great. gym with me, um, their skill sets are so complementary to mine. And so I love being able to come to them and be like, well, we all know where we're strong and we all know where we're weak and we're very aware of it. And mm -hmm. so I can say, do I have the problem solving strategy? Like you mentioned your gifts. I know my gifts. Mm -hmm. I know, I definitely know my weaknesses. <laughs> and so I can, and I'm, pretty comfortable with my weaknesses too. So I'm like, oh yeah, this is, uh, I can start this meeting. I can give energy to this meeting. Can I keep it on track? No. Um, <laughs> can I? I'm like, as you're talking, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> ask me. Yeah. Like uh, managing a store. I have five store managers that are gifted at managing a store. And even though I own purpose, I literally, this it's like the saying, like, I just got here first. Mm -hmm. I'm not the smartest one in the room. Right. I, I was just first. Um, I could not do any of those jobs. Yeah. And so I'm just <clears throat> so thankful for them. I literally was on the phone with um, one of my managers right before this. And um, we were talking through a problem. And I just said, I, I go, you, I am so blessed to have such high caliber people in these roles. Like, it is so humbling to me that these people would work at purpose. Mm-hmm. Because they're so amazing at what they do. And yeah. so I'm truly humbled by um, the team around me. That's why Purpose is successful. Yeah. I never, I don't, I don't take credit for it. I struggle with that a lot, actually. When, when we started to, like, grow the team here, it was different. Because, like, like, and maybe this is the, maybe a little bit of an ego, is that I struggled when others would receive praise for something because I was so used to being the guy. You know, like mm -hmm. I, I'm the guy who coached everything. Everybody loved my classes. Everybody loved the things that we would do. But now as, as the, the different pawns have gotten to place and we've worked as like a unit to move things, it took me a long time to like take that hat off of like now I need to celebrate that some people don't even know I'm the owner. You know, like that. Yeah. And that's a good thing. And, and, and I often up until I would say like maybe a year and a half, two years ago, really, really struggled with that. Now I'm just like, that's good. That means that everybody's doing the things they need to do. I've got an excellent operator and my manager here. Um, you know, we had her on the podcast, like right when we kind of relaunched this thing. So kind of the same thing. I do have a question inside of that though, to, to, to get into the fitness a little bit. Your entire team works out here. <laughs> what, because I think that from the outside perspective, I'm going to, I'm going to make some assumptions that it, that has brought like a bunch of like net positive things to the team unity and stuff like that. Um, especially probably for them individually too. What has that been like with you guys sweat together, you work together, you, you have all of these different facets that you are moving in a, in a positive and growth oriented direction. What has them coming to the gym like with you? What sort of like benefits have you seen and what has that done for your team? Well, our team, so my core team, we're, we're really tight. I mean, we're great friends. We work well together. We have very healthy relationships. Um, I know for me, I love, when I love something, 
I want other people to love it and I want to get them into it. Like I'm just somebody that gets so excited about it. You don't understand you have to. Yeah. And like you need this. And, um, I do, I was hoping this conversation would kind of go this direction just for me personally. I cannot function in my life at all as the way that it is Mm -hmm. if I do not work out. And so working out for me is like literally a drug, a medicine, like, yeah, it's medicine. It's, um, good for my soul. It keeps me moving. It lowers my heart rate. Like, Everything positive is what I get from working out, and I rarely will miss a workout. Can I tell you a look, a real quick inside of that? So, I actually like I, to this date, I have yet to meet, I have yet to meet somebody who has high levels of success and fulfillment. I think you can have, I think what the world deems it success can be done without the fulfillment side. And I don't know if you agree with that or not, but like I've seen, I all the people that I've met that are successful by the world standards and highly fulfilled they do pay attention to their health and fitness in some facet, whether it be what we do or something like that. Um, And and obviously you know that that probably helps to drive you forward and everything anyways, right? It does. It's almost this thing where you, I think what I find most with people when I'm like, you need to exercise and they're highly successful and they work really hard is they think that's it. It feels selfish or it feels like they don't, they don't have time. Mm -hmm. Like they can't fit it in. And I, it's counterintuitive, but I'm like, you can't afford to not do it. Like, you don't know that. Like, it's worth you leaving a meeting or leaving work early to go work out. That's going to benefit you more at work and in your life and at home. Ever, like, you don't get you another realize. body. You don't get a mulligan. You know, like, no, this is all you got. It all works yeah. together. And so with my team, I mean, it took years to get them to join the gym. Hmm. I like incentive talking to them and they're like we're gonna hate it we hate working out we don't want to go da, da, da. and I, so finally I mean it took so long and I was like let's come on let's do it and so one by one you know kind of get interested and then um now they love it mm-hmm. and they need they've it they've been too. here like a few years at this point right like we're I, like a year and a half yeah. in with yeah almost two yeah I, about say, I feel two like years. it's been more than a year yeah it's been more than a year sure and they're getting stronger and more dedicated and um I've as far as work goes, I I would love for them to share. Like it's been so much better for their um, work performance. Mm-hmm. But it really is. I'm a very um, mind, body, spirit. It all has to be healthy sure. for you to be well and to function. So at work, if my girls are going through a hard time in their lives personally, or if I'm going through a hard time in my life personally, it's going to show up at work. So we pretty much talk about everything. It kind mm. of all works together. I've got moms, um, some, a lot of women that aren't moms, but, you know, they have lives. They have issues with their families. They have dramas in their relationships. They, they just have a lot of things going on. And so um, I create an environment where those things can affect our work, but we talk about them. It's just everything works together to make a person whole. Sure, sure. So, with your, like with, with fitness, running the gym, team, all the things that, all the hats that you wear, that you, you talked about a little bit. Like, there's always this, this conversation about, like, time. I don't have enough time. And, and you know, it's funny. I was talking with Megan the other day, and she was talking about, I forget the exact thing you were talking about. And we were having a conversation uh, eventually about, like, Noah and how I can, like, see through his his BS, essentially, right? Like, yeah. you're a teenager. I can literally smell the lie on you. Yeah. And And I think that's come from, like, at this point, thousands and thousands and thousands of like sales conversations and talking to any and everybody in the gym and learning how to communicate. I think that's um, 
that's kind of helped me to like, when somebody instantly starts saying something, I can just cut through it right away and know like what's really going on most of the time, or at least understand that there's, there's, there's a lack of authenticity in something. Um, so one big like trigger point for me is every time I find myself in a conversation, because I often find myself in a conversation about fitness, no matter where I am. And you probably find yourself in a conversation about fashion, probably fitness too, like, or really all the time. And I instantly like feel this, like uh, a frustration trigger every time I hear the time conversation, Mm -hmm. because I always know there is far more people busy than the person speaking to me about that. Um, I, I think usually there's like a prioritization of things that makes, when you care about something, you make time for it. For you personally, with all the hats that you wear, at what point did you realize that fitness had to be one of your top priorities in your life? And then how do you make time for it every single day? I think it... Or most days. I think it... I think life um, has lots of different stages and rhythms Um, I started working out in, I mean, I played like volleyball and stuff in high school. So Mm -hmm. you you work out doing that. I started working out in college. So I started earlier in my life. Um, I was a runner like in my twenties. And then when I had my kids, um, I was very much into cardio. So I've kind of worked out most of, most of my life, most of my adult life. So it's always been very important. I learned early on, Mm -hmm. like this is your stress relief. This is what's going to make you happy. I could go for, I could be so stressed out, have a million things going on and just feel really overwhelmed. And then just know in that moment, you need to go for a three mile run. Mm -hmm. And it would be like, ah, I'm a different person. You know, like I, so I, I learned that early. I think it takes a while to get there. I think there's a threshold of working out. Like you have to pass, it's like becoming a runner. Mm -hmm. Like once you realize like, oh, I can run a mile without stopping. You're like, wait, that was really hard. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, well, if I can run one, can I run two? And it's still really hard when you get to two. And then you're like, okay, I can run two. Maybe I can run three. And if you're only running up to three miles, you're still, it still feels really hard. Once you break three miles and you learn that you can run past three, I think you, you cross that threshold. Does this make sense? Yeah. Well, I'm thinking about it because like literally right now I'm training for a marathon and yeah. This past Saturday, I ran 21 miles. Yeah. And when I got done, I was just kind <clears> of <throat> like, I put all my stuff in my truck and I'm you know, standing outside my truck because I don't want to get in my truck and sit down right away because my legs are kind of tight. Yeah, yeah. But in my head, I'm like, I just ran for three and a half hours. Like, mm-hmm. that's wild. Isn't and, it crazy? In my head, I'm like, man, your body is capable of so much. Yeah. Because it's like, you're right. Like, the threshold is so high now compared yeah. to other things. So that makes complete but sense. But a 20 mile run, I mean, I've, I've done that before. Yeah, yeah. It's, Have it's, you ran a marathon? Have you ran a marathon or just like high mileage like that? I attempted a marathon. I sprained my hip in the middle oh, of shoot. it. Okay. But I've run several half marathons. Oh, very nice. Um, so I did train. So that's why I did the 20 because I had to train. But um, long distance running became something I loved in my 20s. And so I did, you know, eight, nine, 13 miles. I could do that sure. and feel great. But I think there's something about... You have to, especially the girls at work, I've realized there's working out and going to the gym, your first couple months, you might not love it. Like, you know, it's like running. You're not going to love it. You have to pass that threshold. And then once you do, you get the benefits. So you have to put in the work to just commit to the process and then realize you're going to get these benefits, but you're not going to like it in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Then six months go by, or even it can be shorter time, you something clicks and then you love it and you realize you need it. So the people that aren't prioritizing yet, I don't think they've passed the threshold. There's a fitness threshold you have to pass. I would agree with that. And I think sometimes too, that realizing that 
you know, we, we live in a, a day and age where like, you can't afford to not do something physical fitness wise, just because like, I mean, the quality of food is so low. It is culturally easy to sit in front of the TV all day long. You know what I mean? Like there's movement going outside, you know, using your body to, to move and to jump and to play and do all these things. Like it, uh, I would say society wise is not at the, at the forefront of what most people do. So to me, it's like, like you have, like there, there's no other option. Um, and, and sometimes like we, you know, we get people that come and they put something on hold and I'm like, man, they, they're going to stop working out. And I know what that's going to, what's going to happen. I, I'd have to look at the percentage of people that come back from holds, but it's usually really low. And it's because of, like you said, a lot of them have passed this threshold already. And when they stop, I almost think that like, there's a timer that restarts. Oh, like you're, yeah. you're going to have to build threshold about, back again. Yeah. And that is going to be just as hard to get going as maybe as it was when you first started. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. I've, I've fallen out of it a little bit. I remember going through a season and like I said, there's seasons. Um, when I went to open, we went to open our third store and it was in Tacoma. It was a traveling. Um, and I think there are seasons in people's lives where you're in the beginning. All I did was live, breathe, think about work, do work. Mm-hmm. It was work. And my kids were really little too. So that was hard working constantly. And I had to do that for that season. Um, but then you kind of come out of it and you go, whoa, 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 let me look at my life as a whole and see how I want to live it. And exercise has to be in it mm-hmm. or you will not be happy. So so these people that stop working out, they're going to go through a season and they're going to be like, whoa, I got to reevaluate this because I'm no longer happy. I right. think if people stop working out, they're going to get sad. <laughs> I do. <laughs> and, and, and I mean, obviously, my career passion in life is fitness and, and, and wellness, you know. And unfortunately, we do get to see the other side of that where people – you know, come in here and they regretted stopping or regretted taking so much time off. Um, so you've never really taken a break from fitness. No, I, well, you know, the old gym we went to, mm-hmm. I was there for several years, sure. um, the, a, opened a new store and that gym closed. And so when that time that I came in here, that gym was closing and I was like, I should probably join this gym. I didn't, I took two years mm-hmm. in that two years though. I did run like I, you know, I still had to do something, Sure. but I will say what's changed my life and my true fitness is lifting weights. And I've learned now I'm 38 now and I've learned like the benefits of women aging and lifting. Mm-hmm. There are so many, even just with your brain. And I, have you heard that like women that lift, like if you were going to be susceptible to Alzheimer's mm-hmm. or dementia, it can delay that by 10 years. There's like a, in general, like resistance training, strength training. You, yeah, you're going to know this. Well, yeah, like, well, just because I, maybe I don't know, like I'm, I guilt, like to, to, to be guilty for a second. I am very careful with going down very specific rabbit holes unless like, I, like right now I'm going down like endurance and hybrid training for myself because I'm super interested in it. Mm-hmm. But for like clientele wise, I try to have just a broad understanding of as many things as possible. Um, I haven't gone down the like women's health and fitness as much as like say Tanya has because she's interested in it. But for me, I kind of have like a general understanding and I do know, I forget the exact percentage, but like all cause mortality is dropped by like a completely obnoxious amount percent wise. If you do resistance training, a lot of it has to do with like, you know, falling down, breaking something, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, heart health, all the cognitive ability, all those things are definitely enhanced through resistance training. Yeah. Well, yeah. there, yeah, there's lots of studies on it. I sure. mean, I'm the, I'm like a, I'm a seven on the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. So I, I love to get lots of information about lots of things. It's like, 
jack of all trades, yeah. master of none kind of thing. That's how I am with information. I'm like, right. I read this somewhere. I heard yeah. this on a podcast and then I repeat it and I'm like, but please do further investigation. <laughs> I think I'm like a personal development junkie. Like I, I would much prefer to listen to a podcast or a book than like music and stuff like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, to my detriment, sometimes I'm not necessarily absorbing it. I'm just listening to it. And sometimes I catch, I catch tidbits, yeah. but generally I just have something on. So that's kind of like a, a guilty pleasure. There's a name for it that I heard like a, a guy recently say, I can't remember what it's called, of like a person who just consumes and doesn't absorb all the way. Do you go through seasons of that? To where like I want to absorb constantly and not, or uh, consume constantly and not absorb. Do you go through seasons of like, I'm really into this self-help, learning, growing, mm-hmm. leadership versus, and then it switch, switches, does it? I'm pretty much always into personal development and growth always and stuff like that. Okay. I, but I do, I go through periods where like I evaluate where I'm weakest at. It's actually how I kind of got into running is I looked at like this gym as a whole and my fitness as a whole. And I was like, there's a big gap. I watch people die when they run outside. You know, they're just having a really hard time for distance, like true endurance wise. And then as I got more into like learning more and more about just like, you know, maybe there's more to this thing as like endurance being a piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. And like, and I'm talking like, not just going on like a one or two or three mile run, but like running for an hour, running for 90 minutes, things like that. Like what I've learned personally, cause I've really gotten into heart rate zone training and through that heart rate zone training, I have got my body in a place to where I can spend hours now at like 150 to 160 heart rate, which has benefited my, my crossfitting, my Metcons and stuff like that, because I just, I don't tire muscular fatigue, but I don't tire. And I've even noticed that recovery in between sets has improved. So now I'm kind of at this place now where I realized that endurance was a huge weakness for me. And I've nerded out a lot on it, but now I know a whole lot on it. And, um, recently I'm starting to kind of get back into like men's leadership and leadership and stuff like that again. So that's kind of like my new season. I'm moving into, but personal development is always something that like I'm really interested in. Yeah, me too. I love it. I find though, sometimes it can become, um, not an idol, but it can, I don't want it to take the place of like actually living my faith and living oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And, and being humble and being human mm-hmm. too. So sometimes I go, if you go too far down this and you're constantly working on perfection, you might miss a little bit of life mm-hmm. and people around you and right. just loving people and seeing them through. I'm bad about place. like, like, uh, watching how a lot of people live, like a big vlog guy. I love watching vlogs online so much so to where like I started my own, but it was all because I'm fascinated by how people live. And then I look in their life where I can take things out and put it into mine. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'm like, well, I'm just watching everybody live their life instead of like doing mine, yeah. if that makes sense. Um, so kind of the, the, the season where you're at right now, still growing the business, mm-hmm. you know, still, I don't know if you're looking to expand and do more mm-hmm. stores. And stuff. Yeah, truly. <laughs> <laughs> A growing person is going to grow, right? Um, with this season that you're in right now, they're, they're, you know, there's always this conversation of like motivation and discipline, all those kinds of things. Like with all the hats that you're wearing, what propels you forward continuously? Like how do you stay motivated and disciplined to keep moving forward in, the, in, a, in a growth oriented direction? Um, that is literally just built into me who I am. I am happiest when there are a million things going on, lots of problems to solve, lots of um, ideas, adventure, like something new. Mm. That's where I thrive in that. So that means I look for it. So yeah. that keeps me going. It's it's really who I am. Um, I think I'm in a season where I go, okay, wait. I, I've never had a five or 10 year plan. Mm-hmm. And I probably never will. 
I think that's who I am. Right. Um, I always tell my team, I go, we're going to grow. Let me just promise you this. We're going to grow, but I don't have the exact direction we're going to grow in because I don't like limits. I don't like boundaries. I don't like, um, yeah, I, I'm, you and I are actually so different. Mm-hmm. I see so much in you that I see, I see the achiever in you. It's yeah. like goal, set, go. And I'm yeah. more like, um, idea, adventure. What about this? Mm-hmm. What could this be? Like, I think I have a little more ideation, um, th- that lacks discipline too, sure. but, but I have, I, I have developed discipline in the areas that are necessary, which I'm proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, Yeah. Who I am naturally drives me forward. And then um, I have a really amazing team of people mm-hmm. and they want to grow. And so sometimes I go, well, I want to get these people to the next level. Yeah. So that drives me as well. Yeah. Because I look at them and they're so committed. And so I go, well, I need to lead this well for them. And so. It's funny. It's funny you said that, uh, the like, that I'm a goal achiever because I actually think I'm growing out of that right now because and it, you know, I'm just going to share with everybody who listens. Um, I used to be so into like every 90 days, you got to have a target. Every 90 days, you got to have a goal. You got to move. If you're, if you're not being a meaningful specific, you're being a wandering generality. And I was like, I don't want to be that. And I found that like every time I would like hit this goal, that it would only be fulfilling for a period of time. And then I like wanted my next thing. And I felt like that was taking joy from my life. And I didn't like that too much. So now uh, I'm actually studying a little bit on on top of like men's leadership and stuff like that. I'm learning about like the next kind of phase of my life, really. Meaning, so I'm reading a book right now called uh, Strength to Strength. And the author talks about like fluid intelligence versus crystallized intelligence. So fluid intelligence is like you, you're able to like learn a bunch of new things and it's very easy for you to pick things up. Right. And that's pretty common for, you know, young you know, teenagers, young 20s, mid 20s, early 30s. But then there's a certain point where like cognitively you have a hard time absorbing things, but you have acc- also accrued a vast and wide array of like just, just wisdom. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that I, I, I've noticed that through the go giver, the go getter, the achieving, the goal setting and stuff like that. I've uh, absorbed all this knowledge and all these things along the way and through that and, and continue to do that, but also not doing it as like easily as I did before. Every goal got a little bit harder to do. I think it's because I, I failed to realize that I'm moving into like the crystallized intelligence phase of my life where like instead of achieving and looking to you know, grab more, learn more, all these different things. I need to just be okay with like going with the flow more and then just sharing the wisdom that I've accumulated along the way. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So rather than like chasing through, like I've said, I haven't set a goal other than like fitness goals and stuff like that. I haven't set like a personal goal or a business goal in a long time yeah. because I just want to flow. And like, like you said, like be okay with adventure and the turns that come and not be super high strung. Like this is the thing that we're doing. Oh yeah. And I think that's helped. Well, have you ever, I mean, there was like pick your word for the year mm-hmm. was a big thing. And so I would be like, okay. And then I would pick a word and then I would get a couple months into the year and I'd be like, well, that word was, was blown up because yeah. this showed up over here. Even in the business, I used to, we used to do like a full um, end of year review and then a planning for the new year. And it mm-hmm. was like, okay, we're going to have everything done in January. We're going to get it all mapped out. And now I look at the year and I go, well, we don't know what's going to happen. So we can set some of our goals that are just, they just need to be built. I mean, we need our sales goals. We need our growth plans. Like 
the basic business stuff. Sure. But I go, we have to give it some time to see what the direction of the business is going, what's going on around us, and then see where some of our problems are. And then our word will come from that. So literally, it's March. I just got my focus for purpose for the year mm-hmm. in March. And it because it takes time and you have to kind of be open to be like, wait, what's going on? What's going on around me? And for me personally, too, um, I know this is I remember talking with you. I don't know if it was a couple of years ago or whatever. And you were kind of had hit like a little bit of burnout, mm-hmm. a little, you know, with the gym and. Oh, I mean, talking about that. About that. Time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but you hit you hit your burnout. Um, I definitely hit that in my business um, a couple of years ago, like full, like almost apathy. I was like, why don't I care about anything? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is burnout. And that makes you step back and go, okay, what's the most important thing to me in my life? And I realized my business and work is not the most important thing to me. It's important, but it's not the most. Mm-hmm. Like my kids. My kids, I'm going to get them. They, they're they going to be in my home, my youngest, for eight more years, my oldest for five. Right. Um, my husband, who also, Flip, is a rock star here. I mean, he's, like, the most consistent. Like, we complement each other perfectly. Love that dude. Um, and he also helped me start Purpose. I should give him the credit. Yeah, he, yeah. he owns half of Purpose, too. But he also has a full-time job. But he, um, just focusing on, like, our lives now, we go, whoa, this is our time. This is the best time ever. We don't need to not be fully living now and enjoying now because yeah. this is life. So it kind of makes you step back and go, okay, let me let me make sure this is all working together, that we're enjoying our lives now. Mm-hmm. We're not constantly working for a goal for the future, that we're soaking it all up. So sure. it shifted a lot of priorities in the last couple of years. I recently just hired a like a, a Christian mentor for the first time. And it's been very fascinating because the process is so different than any, like, I'm a big fan of like mentorship just because like, I just like having somebody that, and and I, and I used to be of the train of thought that like, I need to have the same mentor. I need to be loyal and stuff like that. And I think there's a certain point where mentoring wise, you learn everything you can from that person. And then you acquire the skill set that you wanted or the character traits that you wanted from that person. You kind of move on to the new person. The reason why I went Christian mentor is because for me personally, there's been times where like maybe I felt as if I wasn't listening and seeking my relationship with God as much as I should be. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> probably I would say about a year ago, I was having trouble. I, you know, I was out of the church, just kind of going at it on my own, just like reading the Bible, doing scripture by myself. And I'm writing in the car, and same thing, praying, like, show me you're there. Let me know you're there. Song comes on, start crying randomly in my car by myself. Right. And I was like, okay, this is, this is me being pulled back, right? So in my pursuit back, I decided that I needed a, a person who was further along spiritually than me that could guide me. And he said something that was really fascinating to me is like everybody talks about their to-do list, but they don't talk about their to-be list. Mm-hmm. Meaning like, how do you want to be? How mm-hmm. do you want to show up for your family? And then yeah. he talked about like leading your family in a way that would lead them to that. And I think for me, as far as seasons are concerned, I've moved out of the like achieving season accepting that I've got this crystallized intelligence that I need to share with people. And then I'm also focusing more on like, my, my son is 14 freaking years old, yeah. right? He's hey, like, hey our, yeah, we're in the same boat. So like high school next year, yeah. right? Like that's insane to yeah. me. And um, this past year was his last year of peewee football. We've been watching him play peewee football since he was six years old. And just a lot of these things are happening so quickly. And it's like, if, if, 
you know, to, to, to share a piece of wisdom from this entire kind of, you know, block that we're in right now that Christy and I are talking about is that I think sometimes you get so focused in your day to day and achieving the next thing and achieving what the world would standardize and, you know, call success. Like there's also this life that's going on that you should probably absorb some of that and not so get caught in it, which is why I'm so obsessed with fitness too. It's because like that absorption of life, that ability to live life. We got family that comes and visit that can't go hiking with us. They can't go walking with us because they purely can't do it. Mm -hmm. And I refuse to like, number one, I'm never going to let Noah beat me in anything. Physical oh, yeah. life, hit, yeah. which you probably will eventually, but, um, but I want to know that like I can chase grandkids, I can mm -hmm. jump up and down. I don't, I do make old man noises when I get on and off the ground sometimes now, but at the same time, like I want to live a long, prosperous life and be focused on absorbing all that stuff as I go. Yeah, yeah. We say that all the time. Yeah, We're like, we awesome. want to be the grandparents that can like run around right. with our grandkids, not which, just which I walk. didn't personally have. Yeah. yeah. Uh, question for you: Who inspires you? Who inspires me? Yeah, like me? Who, who inspires you? Where do you draw inspiration from? People, things? People, things, every, every, I, it's not specific. I think it's lots of different people inspire me. Mm -hmm. I have amazing friends. I have um, amazing people around me that have skill sets that inspire me. So, and then I'm inspired by businesses that are further along than I am. Mm -hmm. I love to like see what they're doing, like bigger retailers. Um, that's inspiring. I get inspired by podcasts. Mm -hmm. I love leadership podcasts, um, sermons, like Jesus. I mean, I really, I know this isn't like a faith, a faith, we made it a faith podcast, but like really um, spiritually being like, okay, God, where do you, like, what are you showing me? What are you teaching me in your word? Like, mm. what? Like that inspires my life fully. It gives me a lot of peace, yeah. like living in that. Yeah. Recently, I was listening to, I'm sure you know, like Pastor Furtick is from Elevation Worship or from Elevation Church, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. He's he's great. And he was talking about something sometime or this one time where he made the NASCAR reference, what instantly made me think of Flip. Flip. Because I had no idea until recently that he like loves NASCAR. I didn't know that was a thing. But he talks about, you know, like seeking like inspiration and seeking guidance from, you know, God and from Jesus. And he's like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, and he's d describing Joey Logano, who apparently is like yeah, a very big faith guy. I didn't know that as well. Yeah. Big. A lot of those drivers go yeah. to elevation. Oh, really? Cause cool. they're from, we know they're like the like more Charlotte area, area, yeah, Charlotte yeah, area yeah. And, which is where we're from. Oh, okay. Flip and I are from there too. Really cool. Yeah. So he's talking about them and he's yeah. like, Joey Logano, he's like, it's kind of like, you know, Joey Logano's got his headset on. He's got and his crew chief. you know he chief. won the championship? I had no idea. And d did you know Flip and I were there with, with I I remember seeing the, the McCardles and the Hayes at, yeah. in Arizona at that championship? We race. used to go to, my dad would take me to Bristol and to Dover oh, every cool. year when I was a kid. But I was like super young. I just remember how like my ears were always hurting when I was. You have leave. to wear, uh, you have to wear a headset. Yeah. Maybe I had, I mean, I had, um, you know, your standard like ear protection on, mm -hmm. but like. You know, if we were tailgating or something like that, I wouldn't have it on if there was something going on. Anyways, yeah. that's, that's what I remember specifically. But so he goes into this story about how when Joey Logano is racing, he has you know, his crew chief in one ear and then his spotter in the other. And he's like, and, and he brings it back to the story to where he was like the same way as people, we should have our crew chief, you know, uh, Jesus and our spotter should be like God and they should help us to where we should drive and go in our life and direct us and, and where we draw like direction or inspiration from. So that, sorry, that's the yeah. first thing I thought about when you were kind of talking no, about that. It's huge. Yeah. And have you heard like 
the spotters, uh-uh. their jobs are so important. Right. I just learned about spotters this year in NASCAR. Yeah. Like they're up high and they're like, they're like looking way ahead. Mm. So they're like telling you like what's, what you're coming up on mm-hmm. in the next turn or the next like two turns to, to like guide you. Yeah. So it's like big future. And then, I mean, I guess your crew chief is just talking to you from, I mean, he's in the. He's kind of giving you updates, asking you about the car, all that kind of stuff, I'm sure. Yeah. When you guys went, did you have the opportunity? Because I know there's some cases where they'll give you like a headset to where you can like listen to what they're saying. Did you guys get to yes. experience that? Yes, we did on one of our races. Yeah. And, and Flip loves that. Gotcha. But he does like, Flip is on the Twitter. So he's following full Twitter updates. Yeah. And a headset and watching. Interesting. He's very into it. Yeah. He would, uh, for with talking about flip. <laughs> we're talking about NASCAR. Yeah. Um, this is this podcast is probably the funniest like directional yeah. podcast ever. I keep it super casual as as much as I can. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to you and Flip, right? Like you guys are both in the fitness. You're driving the business together. Like, um, do you guys prioritize like nutrition and working out? Like, is that like a staple and a value that you both share? Um, nutrition, me, yes. Flip, no. <laughs> um, working out, yes. Mm-hmm. And. Flip and I are very opposite people, but we sh- we share a lot of the same values. So mm-hmm. uh, fitness is definitely one of them. Gotcha. But he's more um, committed and structured, so he definitely won't miss a workout. Yeah, yeah. Has that always been something that's been part of y'all's relationship too? Pretty much, mm-hmm. yeah. What, what was, I mean, you said cardio for you. Like what was, you know, he into prior to getting into, you know, CrossFit and stuff like that? More, well, he was more of like a runner type mm-hmm. two he didn't i mean but he's been crossfitting now for a really long time whose idea was it to go into a crossfit gym it's always my idea to start something mm-hmm. and then flips really good at if once he's committed then he will do it forever and i'll be like this was fun for a few years and i'll like switch it up yeah, yeah. so um definitely me first i typically drive new ideas for us um and then if he just if he decides it's one he wants to um adopt into his life mm-hmm. then he goes all in. What do they call Very it? Consistent. Like, there's like a visionary and then there's like an executor. So in y'all's relationship, yes. we need a visionary and he's the executor. A hundred percent. Gotcha. Like we could not do anything that I want to do without him. Sure. Doing the actual work for it. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. here's this idea. Let's do this. No, we have different strengths. I I work very hard and I, accom- right, I do right, a right, lot. Right. But then he's the one that's like has to figure out, you know, the boring stuff mm-hmm. to get it done. Pa- paperwork. He yeah. does all the paperwork. Here's a selfish question for you. <laughs> um, and, and I'm going to wrap this thing up and land this plane here in a little bit just to protect time. I don't know how you land. I don't know how you're going to land this plane. Well, I can land this plane easy. <laughs> okay. I don't um, know this, so where this plane even went. Yeah. yeah. Selfish question. You, you're, you're, you've made a name for yourself. People know who you are. Um, how do you keep from like taking yourself too seriously? Cause what I love about you and what I've always been like, just, very appreciative is like you're you you seem truly joyful you are able to laugh at yourself and have a good time you don't take your you don't uh, you don't appear to take yourself too seriously where does that come from and how are you able to maintain that so well I don't know you know what I think when you start a business that you know nothing about and you just learn everything as you go Mm -hmm. um there's always a part of you that just remains humble because that mindset stays with you so I don't know, like, 
sometimes I will have a conversation with someone about my business and or someone interested and I will share all of this information and I and I think to myself wow I can't believe how much I know mm-hmm. like I genuinely don't think that I know anything like I don't actually think that I'm that great <laughs> if that right. makes sense like there's no I just I feel like wow I'm still learning I don't know what I'm doing um and I'm very comfortable with the parts of me that are flawed. Mm-hmm. Like I'm very comfortable with my weaknesses. And so, and there's a lot of them. <laughs> gotcha. So I just, I don't know. I think that's natural for some people though. I just don't take myself. Just the ability seriously. to accept things that are the way they are and not look which, to change them too much. Which is wild because I'm also a raging perfectionist mm-hmm. in some areas. So I don't know how that happens. Like sometimes I'm super fun and then sometimes I'm like a crazy perfectionist. So I might just be a little bit crazy. I don't know. I think all of us have some level of crazy <laughs> inside of us. But I do. Do you study the Enneagram at all? I don't. Actually, I had never got it. I had never been even exposed to it until Jess came along. And she, like, okay. psychoanalyzed me so hard. She's like, oh, you're totally a, a, a what three. wing something. No. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I would type you as a three. You're not supposed to type people at all. Yeah. That's against the Enneagram rules. I would say you're a three, mm-hmm. which, which is the achiever. Um, I'm a seven which is just the enthusiast. Mm-hmm. And the most important thing for a seven is that they um, are having fun. So that. So something wouldn't appear fun. So when you, you say what, doing what drives you, yeah. what drives me is like, well, new ideas and experiences, having fun and, and being happy. Gotcha. Those are like really important to me. It's like kind of, those are my strongest desires. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I go after. I think the balance of that is realizing like leaning into hard situations or going through hard seasons. Um, there's a lot of value in that. And I've learned, I've matured a ton where I appreciate those moments as well. If it's a really tough season, I can lean into it and, you know, fully experience it and not try to escape it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, sevens will escape, um, pain. They will try to run away from it and just go where the skies are blue and it's all fun. For like fun and fulfillment and stuff like that outside mm-hmm. of pain, right? Yeah, that's gotcha. what they'll do. So so what is next for you? Oh, I have so many things that are next for me. So I opened a men's store this past year and as a test, you know, a new idea. Um, it's going really well. Love styling men. Um, or my girls there do. Especially it's mostly our, um, per, our customers now. It's their husbands, you know. So now we're just extending the service. You guys, I've shopped there. It's pretty amazing. The entire, you know, from a guy that, would literally just buy my clothes offline just because it, I, I'm those of you who follow me, you know that I'm six foot five. I'm a bigger guy. It's hard to find clothes to fit me. Mm-hmm. So like going into the store and like, I, I guess I would say being pampered and like set up. Yeah. Like it was like such a different experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. Yeah. 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 Great. So right. I'd love, so we would love to open more men's stores that complement our women's stores. Um, opening um, more women's stores, potentially a new concept store as well, like another type of women's store. Mm-hmm. So I have a, several opportunities right now that I'm kind of exploring. None are none are um, signed, you know, leases have right, not right, fully right, been right. signed, but they're in the works. So that's new for us. Gotcha. Yeah, what, uh, what about fitness wise? What's next? I'm going to get a pull up this year. Mm. No, I always say that. I say that every year. Are you still doing running? I remember I saw you running home from the gym a couple times. Oh, yeah. I actually, like a couple days ago, went out for a four and a half mile run. Oh, really cool. And it felt so good. And I thought, oh, I want to start doing this again. This is, this Mixing is little, it in. Here's a little, little foresight. Okay. We are talking about doing an adventure race at uh, Heritage Trails up here, like right across the street from where you guys live at. Oh, yeah. And we're 
it'll be like a six miler, but with like, you know, some functional fitness CrossFit style stations and stuff like that. So that'd be maybe a cool thing to try during the summer for you if you're interested. I would love, is it through yeah. the gym? Uh, yeah, we're going to do it today. We'll do it for like a charity reason. Like we'll. Oh, like a one day thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would love to yeah, do that. Do something cool just for the community. That's where like I that. ran. I ran in the, on the trails. Beautiful in there. And it was amazing. And I thought yeah. I need to do this again. So fitness, um, I'm getting so much stronger. You don't, you're not in the gym. Um, as much. As much mm-hmm. in the gym. Um, yeah, I have just committed to like pushing myself more. So all of my, I'm, I'm just getting stronger. Love it. Love it. So, um, well, Christy, thank you so much for coming on the show today. You're welcome. Um, it, it, it was personally cool to hear your story. And I love that. Um, I think people sometimes can like, uh, I love that you shared like some of the ways that you kind of value and the, th- the ways that you think and, you know, accepting weaknesses and stuff like that. I think that people sometimes, um, I asked the take yourself seriously question for myself and because I think that people can kind of fall into that trap. And I thought that you could bring a perspective that would be helpful to people. And I just think your story in general was awesome. And I'm so glad you came on the show today and shared all of your perspectives with us. Yeah. Wait, do you take yourself too seriously? Uh, sometimes. I know. I was sometimes. just being funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to maybe try to tease you sometimes yeah, yeah, to yeah. like, you know, like, yeah. be like, Hey, this is funny. But, uh, sometimes you know. maybe, sometimes maybe too much expectation and not enough. Just like, eh, you know, things are, yeah. Again, but it's it, how you're wired. It's okay. As it's much just, as I try to resist it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you for coming on the show today. You're welcome. Thank you um, for having where me. Where can people follow you, learn more about you, you know, the stores, all the things. You can follow Purpose Boutique on Instagram or Facebook. Or go to purposeboutique.com for our website. You can shop the website, but I will say um, definitely come to one of the stores. Mm-hmm. They're in Silverdale. I have one in Silverdale at the Trails. I have um, Point Reston. There's two stores there in Point Reston and Tacoma. And then two Eastside stores, one in downtown Kirkland and one in Totem Lake. Gotcha. Yep. And she's basically dressing everybody at our gym, my wife, myself. Guys, go check them out. Um, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks. Thank you so much for spending time with me today and tuning into the Virtuous Coach Podcast. I release episodes every single week. Make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any. You can learn more about me by following me over at Instagram and Facebook at Coach Cody Smith. Lastly, and before you go, I would love your help. Please head on over to iTunes and leave the show a five-star rating review. This is how we grow the show and continue to bring impactful information to you. Thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you on the next episode.